Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to the Youth Hour right here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3. I'm Nafisa Kerika. Like I mentioned, our lines are open on 47913. That's our SMS line. And of course, 021 We've got uh, Buta Nasser Mayberg uh, on the other side of the clear window, pushing all the right buttons, we hope, today. I can hear you screaming on the other side. Don't press the wrong buttons, Kanala. Can't handle it. Well, um, today's topic, you know, we're lending it over to Morsi side this week and we'll be discussing the importance of voting and of course the upcoming elections should we vote and yeah you guys can gather some um, opinions about that and importantly for me our generation the youth of this generation are we really free well I'm gonna go around the table guests tell me who you are or tell the listeners who you are rather uh, where you're from your age and uh, what brought you to the voice of the Cape and I'll tell them how you got here afterwards uh, Assalamu alaikum. My name is Shanaz and I'm 24 years old. I'm from Kales River. Um, my auntie actually told me about the um, audition and she told me to go in audition. I was like, yay, I'm going to audition, but what am I auditioning for? Yes, I wasn't really clued up about what I'm auditioning for, but I was still excited nonetheless. And then I went and um, was very daunting. Okay. So let me just uh, weigh in here and just let the listeners know that all my guests today, except for one, um, they auditioned at the Voice of the Cape open mic auditions and we're so lucky that we got so much youth coming out and that's what I was, you know, hoping for, so yay me. Um, and they did very, very well uh, and they do all have radio voices. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> right, on to the next one. Tell us about yourself. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Salma. Uh, I'm at Abbott's College, 19 years old. Unfortunately, I couldn't come, but I was actually really, really hoping to come. Uh, what am I doing here? I'm discussing about, or I was invited to discuss about the youth, the youth of today, and the matter of voting. Right. Okay. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Zaid Samaudin. I'm 19 years old from a retreat. Um, and when I heard the, the advert on the radio for, for the VOC presenter search, I was like, oh yes, I have to go and do that because I always used to play radio, radio when I was small. So maybe this is my opportunity <laughs> to, to gain some experience. Radio, radio, you say. Cool, man. Assalamu My name is Yasin Hartley. I'm 19 years old. Um, I'm at Daruna Im College in Weinberg. Uh, yeah, when I heard on the radio, uh, it was basically a calling because I always had a passion for speaking. Alhamdulillah, this was my opportunity to show what I got. Awesome. So we welcome you guys and hopefully, you know, you guys join us on the Youth Hour and even, you know, maybe host a few shows for us, you know, <laughs> you never know. So I uh, just want to also say that I do have a co-host, her first time joining me on air as a presenter and uh, that none other than Shanaz. So how, do you, how are you feeling today? Is it, um, are you, are you, do you feel like you've been thrown into the deep end or what? I do, and I can't swim. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I will try but my best. A but a I'm excited about this because I've always wanted to do um, presenting, mm. like whether it's radio or television, that's just presenting. So I'm excited about this. Nervous, I am for sure nervous, but. I must say you guys don't sound nervous at all. Maybe I think maybe the listeners can give you a boost of confidence by SMSing in and, tell me, and telling you guys how you're doing so far. 47913 is that answer. Well, guys, I'm just going to dive into you know the middle and take you with me. Um, maybe you can just 
throw your views back at me, okay? Now, I have covered this issue of, um, you know, uh, but obviously the, uh, from this, the different people and their different opinions. Um, speaking specifically about the model decay we find ourselves in, you know, the youth are, it's a whole, like, degradation of models and things like that. But obviously today we, we, we're focusing more on voting and why it's so important for youth to vote. But on the other hand as well, we're focusing on the whole model issue. Okay, so we're just gonna, you know, tie that up. So during the struggles, like everybody knows, our parents had to face, they had to fight against gutter education at the time in a free society, and they had to deal with, you know, enormous challenges to get a good job, live in a better area, to be free to choose. Now, after 20 years, that freedom is here, I would say. Um, but we are, again, experiencing this huge moral decay. Um, so now, who do we blame, in your opinion? Do we blame our parents? Do we blame the society? Do we blame politicians, different parties, um, the environment? What, uh, what do you guys think about that? Anyone? Someone? <laughs> Salma? Okay, I think we should blame the politicians because if you look at it, they are the one who's like literally controlling the country. They decide on our economy, they decide on who's going to get what. So at the point, oh, I'm at the point now, we, I think that the government should be blamed. But also, we as citizens need to play a very big role. Because at the end of the day, we make a country by two people. It's one plus one makes two, not ten plus whatever. You mm. see, it needs to be an equal, an equal, a 50-50 percent balance. balance, yeah. balance. Yeah. Interesting. What are you guys' views on that? Um, I think in terms of who we need to blame, we, we only have ourselves to blame because ultimately it's the individual who makes the decision for themselves on on their own moral decisions. Right, right. So if you make the right decision, hopefully you go in the right direction. If you make the wrong decision, you only have yourself to blame. Mm, right. Now, if you look at our society today, we have to consider the fact that our government was put into place by the people's choice. We're exactly. basically the citizens. We're the one who put the government in choice. So we have to look up to the government and consider the fact we have to look up to the, of the government and consider the fact that we put them into power. And as a result, we have to expect what we put them in power, we have to expect in return. You know, so if we should blame, who should we blame? We should either blame ourselves or the government. That's up to us as individuals. Right, right. Do you have anything to say on that, Shanaz? Um, Actually, there's a lot that um, I can't say, but I'm not going to say too much. Um, with regards to uh, that, is basically notions that is associated with um, power and um, also feelings that go with this because a lot of people especially young people now when it comes to voting they see what is going on and um, they ask themselves like why should I vote why should I vote anyway because they're not going to consider my vote or uh, this is still going to continue for the longest time mm -hmm. so like I would really just think um, we should consider like notions, people's feelings, their thoughts with regards to voting as well as um, the way politicians and the government are behaving, if I could say that. Why do you guys think, you know, that the youth kind of sway away, you know, um, or have like a negative attitude towards voting in general? Why do you guys think that might be? I think it's... Um Many of the of the older generation today, they are they are very against voting, even though they were the ones who actually fought for that for that right. Nowadays, many people have, if I can say in Afrikaans, it sounds better new. Come can vote, you know, um, and I think that that kind of notion uh, it, it trickles down to to the younger to the younger people, and then they get that same view that the older people have. 
Right, Sama? And I also think that they're not well educated or informed what one vote can do or what, how can you change your life if you vote. Most people say, ah, whatever, it's just a vote. And it's just me. It's me. Like, I was actually listening to the radio the other day about voting for the Muslim party. Right. And people were saying, I was actually talking to my friends in, uh, in school, in campus, and they were like, no, why should you vote? Um, who's, by the way, who else is going to vote for the Muslim party? Right. That's where, once you say that, that's where you go wrong. You have to believe. And that's what the youth of today we lack of, believe. Right. So definitely important, you know, to maybe look up somebody, like, do research on the different parties that you because you never know what you might be interested in as youth we kind of know what we want you know out yes. of the whole out of our country and things like that now as a young person myself i tell you i am still faced with um, you know similar situation but i feel that everything starts at home um and the reality begins with yourself and even to go further with your own nafs isn't it do you do you not agree that um everything starts at home you know and i think it's it's, it's kind of tied in with the whole voting thing because you're looking for uh, a party that would you know support what you believe in right absolutely yes <laughs> yeah you have to look at yourself as in which party appeals to me the most does this party um show what i believe in do they consider themselves as being the specific party that that's capable of achieving what you what you need in your society is this party generally the party for me so these are the questions that we have to constantly ask ourselves mm -hmm. is this partly is this party um the party for me you know is it right definitely of? definitely guys stay tuned to the youth hour 91.3 we're taking a quick ad break and when we return more on the youth hour the youth hour for the youth by the youth on 91.3 fm stereo Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Youth Hour right here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3. I'm your host Nafisa Kedika, co-hosting with me today uh, Shanaz Abrams. Welcome back guys. Uh, shukran. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. And we're still joined in studio by Yasin Hartley, uh, uh, Salma Suleiman and Zaid Sumodin. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. Wa alaikum salam. Now what I experienced for myself in my host household and family and friends is, you know, that we should not let go of old values. Like you mentioned, Zaid, um, the old people don't really care about voting, but we yes. also can't generalize at the same time, right? We can't say the old people don't feel like voting, yeah. but at the same time, auntie, auntie Salma's at home thinking, <laughs> my egg vote done else. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's just put that out there. But by that I mean like the fact that will set you free like the things we kind of minimize like a simple greeting to be helpful just respectful you know and to address adults in a respectful manner um, these days one experience young people addressing big people you know with like by their first names um, and in my household I was educated you know to address an, an adult as auntie or uncle mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys you know had the same or haji and so on um do you think these forms of etiquette is important in any way in in a, in a youth's life actually point of correction you get those old ladies who do not want to be called by the called by auntie True. they'll be like i'm not old don't call me that <laughs> so yes, i know a few yes i also know a few so when you say that it's not only us the youth that's changing it's the all, all, all the generation was also changing due to, uh, to, due to technology and all sorts of things. And I still think ecotics, like these personal behavior 
still plays a very important role to us because that's that makes what that's who we are we can't live without that imagine talking to a person that has no respect or behavior at all you'll you'll be you'll be dead you'll be dead <laughs> you'll be dead that's what they say you'll be dead <laughs> no true and in my house you know it's called a tie club <laughs> <laughs> yes there we go yes. <laughs> yeah. guys what, uh, what do you think about that yeah I, I do think it plays a big role in, in our society ultimately ends up being you know because if we don't have that kind of division between young and old we will end up with people all just being the same and not respecting each other so by having those those models those small models as you said by saying auntie or uncle that keeps that division in my opinion definitely now we may ask what does all of this have to do with voting i tell you do you do you think that we can make like responsible decisions in life if we ourselves don't have these qualities you know um which we think politicians should display. We see those radical politicians out there, like just doing the thing, but like they are crazy. Is that the is that the person or is that the image that we want our youth to kind of look up to? Um, I personally believe that the politician is basically the person that we look up to. Our president, you can't have a laxidaisy president and basically look up to him and see is that the man. Is that the man that we really want to look up to? Is that the man that really wants to lead us as a society and as a country? So I think, like you said, back to when you said about respect, showing respect is one of the biggest models that the person should have and must have in order to have a, you know, a fully-fledged running country. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I grew up with the saying, you know, oh, I don't feel cold. I'm sure that... You guys know what that means. Respect is higher than knowledge. I never understood it really, but as I grew older, I saw it. Like, I mean, as you grow older, the things that your parents tell you when you're younger, it kind of unfolds and you actually understand what they were telling you. You know what I'm saying? Now, how people with even knowledge lo- lost their respect for their parents and elders, that I can't... No, Hashtag Kanigili. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that's kind of like, um, you know, because... Respect and models kind of somehow guide your, the decisions that you make, including um, politicians or parties that you vote for. So respect is like a very important thing, I think, especially in the youth. If we can install um, self-respect, especially, like if you respect yourself full-heartedly and completely, you will respect the next person the exact same way. So definitely. You guys want to weigh in? Yeah, that's where religion comes plays a part in your role because, um, because once you have religion, it'll teach you or it'll guide you automatically to being uh, respectful. Right, right. Now I recall, you know, the interesting piece of history which captured me was the time of the freedoms of the Muslims in Mecca. Um, if I may refer to it like that, um, that period when the idols. Um, on the Kaaba, in the Kaaba, were destroyed, and the Sahaba saw the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ya Rasulullah, we've won the battle, and the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam responded by saying, "No." This is only a small battle. The biggest battle is with yourself. Now, having said that, um, we see our Islamic history even prepares us for our approach to our own democracy. You know. Um, now I pose the question: Do you do you think that the party is available, a representative of you, and? Again, do you think that it's part of the Muslims' responsibility to vote? Okay, I think um, because uh, we in 
this place, uh, not exactly uh, a Muslim country. So then um, the parties that we do vote for is not going to all install Islamic laws or whatever. They're just going to go what's best for um, the, the country as a whole. Right. Uh, considering every citizen because we're living in a very diverse country mm. so um, it's just like we need to even if you like when we come from a very Islamic background we need to instill that in like the young people and then still make them understand that the, the decisions that politicians and um, parties make is not going to just focus on our Islamic laws and our principles, but they're going to consider or they're going to think of everything or they might not even focus on one part of Islam. Right. So in um, a, maybe a Muslim country, their laws are going to be completely different. So the parties, we might want to vote for those parties more than we wanted to vote for our parties here in this country. Definitely, definitely. Now, do you believe that it's important and necessary to vote specifically, Zaid? Yes, I do think so. It's important because, um, you know, if, if you don't vote, you can't complain. So I feel that if you want to complain, you have to vote as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because ultimately, yes, all the cliches about, um, yeah, your voice needs to be heard. Um, one vote can make a change. It won't necessarily be your one vote, but if you think about it, if one million extra people make one vote, that could be the change. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, what do you guys think about that? Do you think it's, you know, important and necessary to vote personally and generally? Okay, personally, I think voting is good. But the sad part of it is that you vote and then you vote for whatever party. And another person votes for another party. And that's your friend's party goes ahead. And you stuck there have nothing to do because your party just didn't make it <laughs> and you're stuck with, um, with so much laws that you have to follow and you'd be like but I didn't vote for this yeah. and that's the sad part of everything it's reality though we have to accept what uh, what we have and that's where I go the same breath I say as Muslims we should unite and make our own political party so that at least we have national um at least we get somewhere, so we have a say in something. And our political parties, or all the Muslim political parties, should play a role, an active role in this, the changing of the society. Right. Um, yeah. Still guilty, guys. Yeah, I feel the same about that because, like she, um, like Salma said, um, a friend said, "Who else is going to vote for the Muslim party?" If you think about it, if more people vote for the Muslim party, it means they'll end up with more seats in parliament. So, as she said, if we unite as a Muslim Ummah and we vote for our parties, they will end up with more say in government and, and in so doing we will be able to have our voices heard in parliament. Totally. Yeah. Look, we first, first and foremost we are Muslims and uh, as a responsibility of a Muslim we should see to the needs and um, needs and wants of our family and the security of our family as well. So if we take for granted that we're going to take this party or that party, we have to look at the fact that our country is not an Islamic country and whatever party we are um, given with, we have to appreciate it and make due with that and we have to take what's the best out of that as well. So if, if you have the, 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 your opinion on which party to choose, which party not to choose, the, I mean that's your opinion, but if you firmly believe that the party that you choose mm. and they can make a difference within your society, then that's the party you'd go for. Definitely, definitely. definitely. You know, <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's going to sound quite stupid now when I'm going to start out to say what I want to say. You know, on this, uh, um, like this Miss America pageant, so those pageants and they ask you, how would you change the world? Or those, <laughs> there are those big questions yeah. and they're always like, well, I will change the world by... Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? But 
someone that I worked with in the past, um, she's a Muslim and she does a lot of community work. And I asked her, what was your answer to that question? Because a lot of people say exactly the same thing. And she was saying, um, well, my answer was, you know, we have to... Um, uh, start small like we have to start in our own communities and kind of build bridges with you know other communities and especially in our muslim society like like you said salma you know uniting and she said that's the way that we will win basically what we want to actually achieve now do you think that at least one of the parties um, available are representative of you as a youth in cape town south africa I think that's a choice we still all have to make yeah. because I mean you see all the posters going up now and yeah you have to kind of get their message now and then make the decision based on that I'll be honest at the moment I don't see anything that that appeals to me okay hopefully within the next few weeks something I'll see something you know with all the campaigns and things hopefully we'll see that's something coming right through that could maybe spark me to want to vote for them Okay, okay, interesting. Summer, are you voting? And if so, what are you basing your vote on? I have registered. Okay. But don't um, tell us who you're voting for. <laughs> because I don't know myself. So I, can't, <laughs> I can't tell you anything because I don't know. Because I've been listening to the radios. What's the, the, the voting? What's that? The word is out of my head. Mm-hmm. When they just introduce their party to people. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, I've been listening to it. Yeah, the campaign, sorry. Yeah, that, I've been listening to their voting campaigns and uh, nothing is, it sounds very appealing because it's the same thing that they've been doing, repeating the same information for five years or for the past 10 years. And to be honest, nothing has changed. Only now, you critically, uh, when you critically analyze things, the only one to do things now, RDP houses have been bold if you go out uh, the outskirts of Cape Town. Um, they only do it because they want votes. They want to, okay. And then what's so funny is that yesterday I was driving with my dad down Philippi line and I saw um, RDP and then they said DA, vote for DA. So if you look at that, they're just using propaganda completely exactly. to for us to vote. And then after that, when we vote, nothing happens. Exactly. Um, I didn't register to vote. Uh, let me tell you why. I believe that if there's a party that appeals to me, I'd vote for that party. But currently, like Salma said, it only comes to the end when it's election time where it comes to the end where it's election time where uh, they start acting out, where they start putting up, we're doing this, we're doing this, you know. And uh, as a result, is that truly what we want? A a party that only acts at the end of election time or the beginning of election Mm. time? Right. Now, okay, that was all generally speaking. But if you were to vote, you know, in the next couple of weeks or in the next couple of days, rather, what would you be basing your vote on? What are you looking for specifically out of your country, out of your government? Um, Personally, I'll look for youth, uh, a a party that will implement youth ideas because I believe that we the future or the ju- the future of tomorrow are uh, taking us serious and one one thing that I hate about is that when you apply for a job for example they'll ask you how many years experience do you have and I look at myself and I'm like I just finished varsity how do you expect me to have experience I think if a politician or a political party could change those views or how society views youth then that's the party I'll vote for because I'll say 
um, ANC was talking about youth up, uh, youth upliftment or spend will spend a lot of money on youth upliftment, but that's the only thing they're giving out money for bursaries to go to study, but they don't help us after that. That's why we have a very huge um, unemployment for youth. Definitely, yes. you guys. I think I would be looking for a party who's going to provide me with security, not only in terms of being safe in your home, but also in terms of. Um, financial security maybe you know with with the economic state as it is we need a government who's going to provide us with things that will allow us to sustain us ourselves in the, in the future because um, ultimately we are the future the youth of today so if they can provide us with opportunities to better ourselves mm. as Salma said yes give us the bursaries but help us after that as well give us the necessary guidance so that we can Go forth from there. Because at the end of the day, they they're looking for people <laughs> that's going to take this country to a whole nother level. Do you know what I mean? Yes, the, yeah. the youth basically. So being the born free generation, we have to consider ourselves as are, are we still um, part of the scars of apartheid? Are we still being captive to what apartheid has left? You know, in our country, and uh, we should make we should be actually be the change, the, the difference, the youth of tomorrow, but starting today to make that change for the better South Africa, and look at ourselves before we look at. You know, our partners, as, as they say, Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. So start with yourself. Start with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to mention something on the point free. Like, there's um, a lot now that is. Uh, speaking about the born free is getting to vote now for the first time but then we have to ask ourselves and they have to ask themselves the question what does it mean to them to be a born free like what do they do with that so that's going to be an underlying question that's going to like dome it down on our minds and i don't know if it's on the born free's minds either so hmm. born free yeah generation. like what does it mean to them what does it mean to you guys Born free. <laughs> what does it mean to be born free in a born free generation? And do you believe that you are really born free? Yes, I have something to say on that. Um, being born free, I feel you know pre pre um, pre democracy, um, apartheid times. Our parents and people who are older than us. They didn't have the opportunities we have today. For example, going to what they call an X model C school. When we were born, our parents were able to send us to those kinds of schools and to be able and were able to give us those kind of opportunities because all those those um, derogatory actions were taken away so uh, to me that is being free being free for recreational activities going to beaches where our parents weren't allowed to go to before and also many other things that um, are things that others didn't have before yeah yeah look being born free can mean a lot of things um, don't get me wrong, change since apartheid stopped there has been a tremendous change but there are still parts of our country and there's still certain things in our country that are still acting out today. For example, there are still certain areas where there's predominantly white people, there's predominantly coloured or so-called black people in the squatter camps, mainly them in the so-called ghettos in the Cape Colours, there's mainly coloured people and uh, in certain areas like Newlands or, or you know, those areas there are still white people. It's same for schools, so there's still certain effects of apartheid that is still present within our society and it's, it's the norm. But slowly but surely, slowly but surely, there are certain changes that's happening. What do you guys think, you know, could be approved upon um, in, in our society? Obviously, we can only speak for Cape Town itself. And we all know it's really Cape Town at the moment. But they can, that, that change will come or, or can come, you know, depending on which way people's going to vote. Um, but 
like you said, Yasin, there are certain areas that are still sticking out like a sore thumb. That's fair. Um, what in that in that area you're you speaking about exactly? Like what could be approved upon? Well, I think the fact that um, the fact that we or majority of us goes to Model C schools or so-called private schools, um, getting education, having more non-white graduates from different universities, um, that could we could say that we have moved way way better than our previous generation um that's that's just academically speaking but if we look at other social and social upliftment really nothing's going on there uh if you look at crime crimes have, crime have increased dramatically from uh, post apartheid to pre, uh, from post to pre apartheid so that's what i'm saying there's things that that have been improved but there's so many bad going on. That's why we can't see the appro- the, the 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 improvement of the other stuff. Right, right, definitely. We'll be continuing with our wonderful forecasts on the Youth Hour right after the break. The voice of the the Youth Hour for the youth by the youth on ninety one point three FM stereo. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Youth Hour right here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3. I'm Nafisa Kerika. Well, uh, joining me in studio is our wonderful four guests. They've been very vocal in their opinions. Alhamdulillah, we're very, very glad about that. So let's move right on. We're speaking about the importance of um, or, or, or the generation's attitude towards voting. Um, and of course, just touching on there right in the beginning about the model decay that we are facing and how that could be improved upon. Well, um, just on to the next one here. Um, youth's responsibility in community. Um, what do you guys think we should be doing as individuals, individual youth? Um, like I mentioned during the break, we kind of just flow through life and just go with the flow. Um, again, I can't generalize, you know, the, but it takes, like you said, it, it, it's got to be a united kind of attitude so that it, like the outcome will be a positive one and, and, and one that we ultimately want, right? So youth responsibility in community, what, is you, what goes through your mind when, when you hear that? Okay, I can say something on that because I feel very strongly about the youth. Um, I think youth, first of all, uh, with a lot that's going on now, we are not all standing together instead we are pointing fingers or just like ignoring what is going on so um gangsterism is just another thing it's become such a norm and so it's being accepted drugs the same thing whatever is going on negative negatively in the community we are just accepting but now i think like the youth have to somehow instead of just focusing on getting themselves um, out there and being success- successful as individuals we need to like work together so i need to help salma grow and um push her in the right direction so she can also succeed with me right. yeah so i think we as young people we have to like work together and like floating through life easy breezy i don't think we should be doing that we're not because we need to after education we have to decide for ourselves what is it that we want to do mm. and we actually have to work towards that but now because everybody's easy and it's just like that's what you want to do you go for it i don't want to do that or they're not going to encourage you so that's going to bring you but on a down and be like mm. okay maybe i should just 
stay back a bit and forget about what I want to do. True. Now, one in four youth will not be voting um, this coming election. What kind of message do you think that sends out to the rest of us? I quite honestly think that that's a good statistic, in my opinion, because if you think about four, three voting and one not voting, it means that around about 80 to 90 percent of the youth are actually voting, right. which means that they are actually interested in wanting to vote and wanting to make a change. So people shouldn't shouldn't be looking at the negatives in terms of the one who, that's not voting, but mm. rather look at the positive in those who are voting and, and wanting to make a change. Indeed, indeed. Now, um, like I mentioned right in the beginning about the model DK and things like that, and you guys are touching on the apartheid as well. Now, back in the day, if I can put it that way, our parents were fighting a, a huge, a, a, like a great battle. Now, with regards to this model DK that we are facing, we, I mean, we can see it. Yeah. You know, the, the images that our youth are you know, leaning towards and kind of aspiring to be like um, wrecking ball and, and such. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Paint a beautiful picture. Um, okay. Now, do you think that the battle that we are facing, because it is a battle, you know, parents are battling to get the kids on the right path. Um, we don't know which friends to choose because underneath that dookie there's a whole lot of Miley going <laughs> But do you think that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's an insult. <laughs> Do you think, but it is. It's, that, that is it's what's true. happening. But at the same time, again, can't generalize. Um, do you think that the battle that we are facing right now is as great as the battle that our parents and the, the people before them were facing during the apartheid? Or do you think it's an even greater battle? And do you think it can be mended and how? To me personally, I think it's a greater battle because um, this is an endless battle. Because apartheid, we knew that sometime it'll finish. This battle is something; it's part of our day-to-day -day living. So it's it's a battle that we cannot, we, we, unfortunately, we cannot finish. And that's the sad part of everything because you are fighting, but you don't know who you're fighting with, or you don't know what you're fighting with. And sometimes a person, you think that you inspired to do something or to become something and all of a sudden somebody just comes up and destroys your dream just like that and it happens to to me as um, as I speak I might just be speaking as just a person who overheard this uh, the story but to be honest there is people out there who are actually being tortured by people other people trying to destroy their dreams yeah, I, I take it like this. Most most critics, <laughs> most critics is that uh, the youth of today is ignorant, basically, to what our parents and what our forefathers fought for. You know, um, unfortunately, I uh, kind of disagree with you, Salma. I tell you why. Um, in apartheid, <laughs> uh, in apartheid, our forefathers basically sacrificed, gave the ultimate price of their lives. Um, they sacrificed their life for what they believed in was freedom and so what we can achieve today what we the pleasures that we have today so if you look at it we should actually we should envy our forefathers for what they've done for us so that we can have it if not e a bit easier mm. but still faced with certain challenges but uh, to me we have it a bit we have it a bit easier you know no yes and you got me wrong i didn't say <laughs> I didn't say that um, it's it's a less battle, but what I'm saying is that for us it's a very very big battle because they were fighting something that they can see. 
This is what we're f- physically fighting for. Us as a youth, we're fighting for unseen things. We're fighting to be the greatest. We're fighting to, to achieve. We're fighting for all the enemies out there. So we're fighting a lot of things. And unfortunately, it's an endless battle. It's a battle that there's no freedom for. You will always be insecure. Uh, yeah. And with that, we go for our ad break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm taking an ad break because I want to put on the aircon because it is getting hot in here, uh, literally and figuratively. So we'll be back on the south right after the break. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 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 The Youth Hour. For the youth. By the youth. On 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum and with the aircon turned on we are back on the Youth Hour right here on The Voice of the Cape. I'm joined in studio by Shanaz Abram, Salma Suleiman, Yasin Hartley and Zaid Samodin. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back. Wa alaikum salam. Well uh, Zaid you said you had uh, something to say about the battle going on here. It wasn't a dance battle. No my opinion is that you know um, I understand both of their point of views both Yasin and Salma but I feel that you know times change and as the time moves along, we, we fight different battles and people need to understand that the battles we fight now are things that are, are, are relevant now. Yes, apartheid was relevant back then, no offense to the people who gave their lives for it, but people need to understand that it's different now. We are fighting something else and, and as Salma said, it's something we can't see. So yes, it will be an endless battle mm. because there are every day there are new influences such mm. as you mentioned celebrities and things like that, internet all the social platforms. Yeah. So there are so many more things that are attracting our attention. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And like, go on, go on. Yeah, and as apartheid, people united as one to change the country because they had all a common goal to make South Africa a better country. Right now, everyone's fighting for their own self. They want to better themselves. Mm-hmm. So they want to say, sure. I, Salma Suleiman, will be better and you, I'll make sure that you go down. That is the problem that our society or our youth is facing. And I also yeah. think because we lack of religion, um, because if you know what the dean says, I'm sure you will not want um, bad things to happen to you next door. Yeah. yeah. So that's where our religion, as I say again, plays an important role to us as a society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I 100% agree with Alma. If you, like Salma said, what you want for yourself is what you want for your neighbor. So to that extent, I agree with you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely. All right, all right. Now, like Yasmin was saying um, before the break, you, you, you touched on ignorance. And we all know that ignorance can be cured. Stupidity on the other hand, and I don't yeah. know how to deal with that. But again, ignorance can be, be cured. But why do you think, or, or, or whose responsibility is it, you know, to see, see clearer after the rain is gone? Um, is, it, is it the youth? Is it the government? The parents? Our peers? What do you guys think on that? I think as a person, we should have a mentor, a person who guides us in life. And ish, to be, <laughs> to be honest now, everyone's corrupt, so I don't know who to choose. <laughs> so, <laughs> so all I think is that you go back to your Quran, read your Quran, make salah, ask Allah for, for, for guidance. All, as we say, in, uh, if you're Muslim, ask Allah to guide us in the Surah Mustaqim. And better yourself and others. That's all that I can say. Because if you go around trusting people, uh, you're shame. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Salma said, 
what better leader do we have than our Prophet And if we just abide by the Quran, the Quran and Sunnah, where can we go wrong? We start with ourselves, our nafs, battle our nafs first before we battle everything else. Because the change starts with us. Yeah. Inshallah. Yes, I mean like the Quran was sent down as the ultimate guide for us. Yeah. And if we use that and implement that with, with the relevance to our lives, we can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. And remember, the Quran was sent, and um, it's it talks the the Quran's discuss the future, the past, the present. So it's the only Islam, uh, the only religion book that does so. So that's why when we, we when we meet our non-Muslim friends or families, we need to try to understand where they come from because they don't have a book that guides them like our book. So that's why we we are the most grateful or the most um, lucky people on earth, Muslims. And if we can show that change within ourselves, as in showing other people what Islam is all about, what the Quran is all about, what the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu is all about, um, I'm sure, 100% sure, we're guaranteed to make the change. But that's where the youth lack. <laughs> yes, that's where they lack. You, I agree with you. Yes, that's where the Muslim youth lack. The funny part is that we as Muslims wants to... Um, I would like to also sometimes include myself, where we want to pl- want to play a role like them. We want to be like them because we're embarrassed. Oh, I don't want to show them that I'm Muslim. This, mm. they might think that's where mm. we as Muslims lack. We lack iman, and I think if we could work on our iman first, then inshallah everything will be correct. Or will inshallah. every yeah, inshallah. Like you said, the youth of today. Um, like you said, the youth we should, the, the youth is lacking. But if you look at today's society, our youth of today, certain qualities of our youth, is a bit. How can I say? I had this discussion with my parents and uh, with my mother, especially. For example, the hijab or niqab. Um, it's quite. It's becoming more of a fashion now yes. than anything else. But what better fashion do we have yeah, than yeah. covering yeah. ourselves? Exactly. You know, as the youth of today. That's if you look in the past. Do they, did they have that same uh, totally. ethics, you know? Mm. Totally, totally, totally. Guys, I want to thank you so much for coming out. <laughs> I know we could go on and on and on, yeah. but we can't. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, sometime in the future, maybe next week, maybe the week after, inshallah, we'll be able to continue inshallah. or even branch off um, into another topic. But we say shukran so much to Shanaz Abrams, Yasin Hartley, Salma Suleiman, and Zaid Samodin. Shukran, guys. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.